Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The John Staggerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. When is it going to end? Yeah, I'm watching the Little League World Series on Saturday. I uh, just happened to kind of stumble upon it. Decided to watch a little bit of it. Beautiful little ballpark. Beautiful day. Um, Great-looking bunch of kids, lots of parents, other kids in the stands. And what looked like two competitive teams to me saw some nice plays. And then I saw something that made me want to change the channel. The umpires on all the bases were wearing masks. The players weren't wearing masks. Uh, The coaches weren't wearing masks. Uh, Nobody in the stands was wearing a mask. But somebody somewhere decided that it would make sense to have three people, maybe four, I'm not sure if the home plate umpire had a mask under his other mask. So somebody decided it was a good idea to have possibly four people wear masks. Whom were they protecting? Themselves? Everybody else from them? Pretty soon we're going to have uh, going to be three years into this insanity, and it's still going on. What would possess somebody to think that this is just crazy? This is just unbelievable to me. What would possess somebody to think that they need to wear a mask in that situation? Can you picture the discussion that went on that day? Hey, uh, you three guys, how about wearing masks today? Why? Uh, I don't know. Just wear masks, okay? Okay. I don't, I, I, seriously, there had to be a discussion about why we're doing this. And it's no small thing. It's not just about the three idiots who were wearing the mask. It's about the lingering stupidity that just refuses to go away. And there's more evidence every day that the mask never did any good. But people like these three umpires, maybe four, keep the stupidity alive. And I'm hearing also that some colleges are going to be requiring kids to wear masks indoors. And speaking of stupidity, if you're looking for that, just... Look to California. As recently as this weekend, kids were required to wear masks while they were playing basketball indoors. A flyer for the city of Los Angeles Department of Recreation and Parks Summer Basketball League. This is what it says. Quote, a face mask is required at all times. Again, we're coming up on three years of this, and they're making kids wear masks while... They're playing basketball. If the parents had any sense, there would be no game. They'd all refuse to put the masks on their kids, and they'd just leave, but that'll never happen. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that all cases of mask stupidity, a Democrat is involved. And speaking of Democrats, when we come back, Dick Morris will be back uh, to talk about how desperate they are to keep Donald Trump from running again and how the FBI raiding his house is all the evidence you need. In our second half hour, someone from Project 21, the Black Leadership Network, will be here to talk about racial stupidity from Democrats in Minnesota. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. 
but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-690-4040. That's 1-800-690-4040. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-690-4040. That's 1-800-690-4040. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? Couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Get 10% off your next order of Dynavite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the Democrats got some bad news today. The judge, Bruce Reinhart, uh, admitted that the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago was unprecedented, quote-unquote, rejected the uh, Justice Department's argument to keep the affidavit leading to the search under seal. So could the raid that has all these uh, Democrats fired up last week last week a backfire on them? Dick Morris is a political consultant and strategist who's seen it all. He's also the author of The Return, Donald Trump's big 2024 comeback. And he joins us now. D- Dick, thanks for coming back on the show. I appreciate it. Well, good. I had a good time last time. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. The, the, point I'm, the point I'm making about all this is it's not the archives. Uh, nobody cares about the damn archives. Uh, in 20 years, some historian will knock himself out uh, and have fun with it. The, the deal is that they needed a way to get into Mar-a-Lago to search the place for what they're really after which is something to keep Trump out of the 24 presidential race, like proof that he was trying to lead and to overturn the election or lead to a movement to overthrow the government. Because the 14th Amendment, when uh, the Civil War was ending, the uh, South sent uh, delegations to Congress, the readmitted states, filled with Confederate officials. And so they passed a line in the 14th Amendment saying that if you've been involved in an insurrection against the United States, you can't hold public office. And the Democrats are trying to turn that into saying that Trump can't run for president. And um, that really is their fallback position. You know, originally they were going to defeat Trump in the political process, and they thought they'd uh, get DeSantis or other people to get into the Democratic primary and run against him, and that way they could, they could maybe defeat him. But um, Trump's now won about 13 
prime 13 states primaries in a row and uh, it's pretty clear that he controls the republican primary so the democrats are desperate and this is their strategy but don't believe this has the remotest thing to do with the archives well does the does this uh does that raid even happen if most of the primary candidates endorsed by trump had lost right it does not you're right and uh you're correct about that but I, I think that, that it's important for us to understand that the Demo- and that's the reason I wrote this book. Mm-hmm. The Democrats will do anything to stop Trump from holding office, and uh, and and this is their last resort. They tried two impeachments. They tried the Russia hoax. They tried to discredit him with this January sixth committee, and then he comes back and he wins all the primaries. So they know that they can't do it through the ballot box and. They're trying to do it through the criminal justice system, which is just crazy. What about the timing of the raid, Dick? Well, it was dictated because there's an FBI rule that says you can't do anything that could affect the results of an election within 90 days of the election. And this raid was conducted on the 90th day. They held it as long as they could because they hoped that Trump would lose primaries Mm -hmm. and that they could do it through the ballot box. But now it's clear that they can't. By the way, I predict that Cheney is going to run as an independent. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. Not not because she has the vague hope of winning, Mm -hmm. but because she wants to keep the issue of the January 6th stuff alive after the committee expires. And the best way to do that to give herself a platform where she can speak out and get coverage and she'll run for president to do that. The irony is that if she ran for president as an independent, it would actually help Donald Trump, I think. Yeah, that, Because ahead, there would sorry. be two anti-Trump candidates, and the Democrat and Cheney, and you split the vote that way. She says she's actually going to support Democrats in the general election if it comes to that. Yeah, right. Well... Uh, she's she's just looking, somehow looking for relevance. The other point that I made, I don't know if we discussed this the last time I was on the air with you, was about the IRS expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that that's of a piece with this Democratic plan, and I predict this in my book, The Return. They know that they're not going to get much revenue from billionaires and millionaires. Right. They hide their, their money so deeply with guns, 87,000 of them won't be able to get that. But the reason they need so many people is they really want to do a full-scale press on the working-class Americans, anybody who might have unreported income. And 95% of the unreported income is from people making less than 25 a year. So they're going to go after everybody who gets tips, cash businesses, bodegas, mom-and-pop stores, solo entrepreneurships. And the purpose is not to raise revenue, it's to intimidate them. They'll send the auditors out, they'll sit down, and they'll say, well, you know, it, we think that last year you understated your tip income, and uh, you claimed this was a business dinner you had on this date, but we checked with the restaurant and you dined alone. Mm-hmm. You have committed two felonies against the government. You've lied on a tax return and you've lied to federal agents, and we can indict you, but we won't because we think you're basically a good guy. But, you know, that Trump sign out on your lawn, I mean, <laughs> you don't want to have that. And the bumper sticker on your car. And listen, for God's sakes, this is just personal because I'm your friend. Don't let my boss know that you attended a Trump rally because, you know, that just sets him off. And God knows what he'll do then. Well, Dick, they, and, they already got caught doing that and, and got off scot-free. Lois Lerner. Yeah. Exactly. Lois Lerner. And, and not just scot-free. It put the Tea Party out of business. You haven't heard from the Tea Party in 10 years. No. That's because he buried them in, they buried them in audits. And that's what they're trying to do now. Let me and, tell you something. Uh, I, I, got a, I have a property up in Canada. And uh, mm-hmm. we remodeled a, a, a house. And uh, it was quite a bit of work. And we had lots of different people involved, you know, coming in to do the work. And one of the things I learned from going through this is how really good they all are at avoiding taxes because there's a yeah. there's a there's a 13% sales tax on everything because of their free health care and they also have a ridiculously high income tax 
And yeah. all that happens is that every single person who came in, the first thing they told you was, this is what it'll cost you if it's if you report it, and this is what it'll cost you if you don't. Yeah. You want to pay exactly. cash? This is, and so, that's going to happen everywhere. Yeah, but but the point is that they don't care about the revenue. Right. They care about the political leverage it gives them over these taxpayers. Well, what is it that um, that Dick? What do you, what do you believe it is that made Liz change? Oh, man, it's, it's amazing to me so, how much all of them hate Donald Trump. But what is it about Liz Cheney? Uh, it had to, it has to have something oh. to do with her dad. But what, what is it that causes her to be well, so hateful? I expose it in my book. Uh, there's a blood feud between the Bush and Bushes and the Cheneys on the one hand, and Trump on the other, and it stems from 2016 when Trump belittled and humiliated and mocked and ended the political career of Jeb Bush, mm-hmm. uh, calling him low-energy Jeb. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, Bush, Bushes wanted a third generation of presidents, and mm-hmm. they, uh, they're a royal family, and they're not about to put up with that. So they told, they told Liz to go get Trump, and that's what you're looking at now. And, um, and, and the, the giveaway is that neither Trump, neither Bush, nor his son, neither the first president nor the second, voted for Donald Trump, even though he was the Republican candidate. They both said they wasted their vote. Do you think that they actually voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016? They might have, but yeah. the point is they didn't vote for the Republican right, right, candidate right. probably the first time in their lives. Uh, and that's, the, that's what's behind Liz Cheney. But look, the the basic point that I'm making here is that the Democrats are not going to run this election between the foul lines. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do it on the playing field. They're going to cheat and do it judicially and with the criminal justice system to try to zap Trump before he can run. And it's not going to work because even if they indict Trump, which they might because they've got a Washington, D.C. grand jury. Right. crammed with Democrats who would indict a ham sandwich if it were a Republican. and uh, But I don't think that will work. I think that the voters will say, hey, would they impeach him twice? They indicted him once. He was innocent all three times. I'm voting for him. And uh, I think that Trump is going to win despite all of this. But we have to be prepared for it. And we have to know that it's happening. We're talking and to Dick, one of the things. We're, we're talking to Dick Morris. Yeah. He's uh, the author of The Return, Donald Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. Could DeSantis uh, somehow be just as hard for them to beat because he speaks the same language as Trump, but without the drama and the baggage? Well, first of all, DeSantis won't be the nominee because Trump will be. Mm-hmm. And DeSantis, it's pretty clear from these primaries, 200 wins in a row, Right. That Winston Churchill once said that fighting a land war in Asia was like going into the water to fight the shark. Mm-hmm. And that's what a Republican primary against Trump would be. Well, I think why I'm and, asking, Dick, excuse me, why I'm asking is uh, because they are they operating under the assumption that if this crazy plan of theirs works, that DeSantis is, would be easy to beat. And if and if they're thinking that, is that is that also pretty dumb of them? No, I, I don't think DeSantis would be easy to beat. I think that any Republican this year is going to win. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do feel that the only purpose in their raising DeSantis is to split the Republican okay. Party, just like Ted Kennedy split the Democratic Party in 1980 when he challenged Jimmy Carter mm-hmm. and it permitted Reagan to walk up the middle and become president. Speaking of uh, Jimmy Carter, um, uh, what are the chances, uh, or how, how long, put it this way, how long after the midterms does Joe Biden have to make up his mind? Do you think he's made it up already? I don't think he has a mind to make up. <laughs> I think the I think the party leaders are going to come to him and say, hey, guy, you ain't running again. Mm-hmm. You're not going to drag us to the same debacle you just did in 22. This is not Joe Biden's decision uh, any more than it is howdy duties at the end of the puppet strings right, or whatever. Right. right. Well, um, you, you've been around this um, business a long time. What, uh, in your mind, do you see going on behind the scenes right now with the Democrats as, a, as it applies to what they're going to do about Joe Biden and how they're going to just let him know that he's not running and, and, and well, all the other stuff Pelosi, that must be going on? 
Pelosi and Schumer are going to come to him after 22, after we lose the after they lose the House and the Senate by good margins. And they're going to say, look, you can't lead us into catastrophe again. You got to win that. We're not going to throw you out. We're not going to use the 25th Amendment. We could, but we won't. So uh, you just announced that you're not going to run again. You're, you're too old. That's fine. And he'll do that. Then what will happen, and I go through this in my book, The Return, the, the floodgates will open and all of the Democrats will run for president. Mm -hmm. And the party has moved so far to the left, so unspeakably far, that Sanders, Warren, and even AOC will be the front runners for that nomination. AOC. And the party leaders will, AOC, she's three months old enough, <laughs> and, the, and the party leaders will come to Hillary like they did in 2016 and say, hey, you got to save us from Bernie Sanders. We, can, we don't want to be totally wiped out in the election. Sanders would lead us there, so you got to run against him. And she's positioning herself as the un-Sanders, as the alternative, mm -hmm. as the, as the uh, person, because she gave that whole talk about how we need to be pragmatic and we can't run people that can't win. And they're spewing that line now because that's going to be her entree. And uh, she'll lose the primaries to the left, but she'll win the nomination because of the superdelegates who will be fixed who will vote for her. You, and so, Trump will massacre in the you, election. You think they can get away with that again? All this yeah. two well, years from now? Yeah, they did last time. Yeah. They did last time. What is yeah, she, 87 not? years old? By the and, and <laughs> No, no, she is. She's precisely my age. So oh, wow. Well, she's yeah. 75 now. And uh, when she runs for the 18th time, she'll be uh, 77. Well, Dick, I'm only I'm only a couple years younger than you. Um, at what okay. point do they do they say goodbye to the to us baby boomers? And and I mean, I had enough time. Yeah. I, and I'm in that age. And where is somebody to come on in either party to come through it and be a a 54 year old mature, smart, good candidate? Yeah. Well. They have a bunch of them, but they've been outclassed by the leftists in the Democratic Party and by Trump in the Republican Party. And this, until those two trucks move out of the way, nobody's getting by them on the highway. And how did they get – I only got about a minute and a half left here. How, how long did um, – how did they get so far to the left? How did it happen? How did it get away from them? Did they did, – I mean, I know Bernie Sanders and all that, but how did it when, happen? When the – when, and again, another point I make in the book, when a left-wing party, the Liberal Party, be it the Labor Party or the Democratic Party, loses an election, they move to the left. Because once they're losing, the moderates and the Republicans leave the Democratic primary. And the only people who vote in the primary are the asylum inmates. And, and, the, and there's no, no one to counterbalance them. So after Carter lost to Reagan... The next two Democratic candidates were Mondale and Dukakis. And after Thatcher defeated Callahan, the next two Labor candidates were Foote and Kinnock, crazy leftists. Mm -hmm. Finally, after 10 years, they nominated Tony Blair and the Democrats nominated Bill Clinton. But it took 10 years to get sane. And uh, in the meantime, they fell ever more into the grip of the ultra leftists. That's why I think that after we win in 22 and 24, the Democratic Party is going to enter a self-inflicted decade of perpetual defeat because they'll be unable to stop themselves from falling off the table at the left. And bottom line, your book is, uh, and we're talking to Dick Morris, the book is uh, the, the Return, Donald Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. Bottom line, right now as we sit here uh, on whatever this is, August 21st, or I don't know what date, a second, um, that you think that in November of 2024, we're going to be looking at Trump versus Clinton. Yeah. And remember, in 2016, I wrote a book called Armageddon, mm -hmm. how Trump can beat Hillary. And nobody was saying that back then. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I laid out the plan for it, and that's what I did in The Return. It's really the sequel to that book. Well, I don't know if it's, it'll be entertaining, if nothing else, Dick. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I, well, we'll, I appreciate you coming we on. Thanks. save our country. Good okay, luck. Good you. luck with the book. Bye-bye. All right. That's uh, Dick Morris. The book is The Return, Donald Trump's Big 2024 Comeback.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Stocks deeply in the red on Wall Street, extending the market's losses amid worries about inflation and the path ahead for the economy. Investors looking ahead to this week's Federal Reserve Conference for signals about more possible U.S. rate hikes to soothe the current inflation. The issues most important to American voters haven't changed as inflation and violent crime top the list. The latest Rasmussen Report's National Telephone and Online Survey finds that 85% of likely U.S. voters are at least somewhat concerned about inflation, including 57% who are very concerned. It's almost unchanged since May. The survey of 1,000 likely U.S. voters was conducted on August 17th and 18th. The margin of error was plus or minus 2% with a 95% level of confidence. Bernie Bennett reporting. The Dow is down 680 points. Now the NASDAQ off 334. This is SRN News. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. AM 1250, The Answer. Do you love to cook or have a favorite recipe that's a winner? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning submission will receive a $1,000 Williams Saloma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once per day and completing bonus entry options. So start cooking. Submit your favorite recipe today online. AM1250TheAnswer.com. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Inflation is soaring. Prices are going up everywhere except Legacy Box. That's right. When our number people wanted us to raise prices, we said heck no. That's un-American. When times get tough, Legacy Box stands strong. Introducing the Legacy Box Inflation Busters Sale. Not $15 a tape, not $12, 9 Yes, just $9 a videotape. We're in a race to save your family's recorded past from the risk of fires, natural disasters, and the decay of time. Don't let this summer's heat age your videotapes, film reels, and fade your photos. Legacy Box saves your memories by professionally converting all your analog formats to digital on thumb drive or the cloud. And it's all done here in the USA. Legacy Box is simple and safe with over a million satisfied customers. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 offer. Legacybox.com slash LBOX. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Seeing a jam on 79 northbound as you head from Coriopolis into the Neville Island Bridge, checking for a crash in that stretch. On the Parkway West inbound, it's heavy from 30 into 79, slows again Green Tree into the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway East outbound jams from the Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound is jamming County Jail into the Fort Pitt Bridge. Fort Keene Bridge inbound, that is stop and go the entire length. 28 outbound jams from Etna to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at your traffic. I'm Brendan Joseph. AM 1250, The Answer. 
Weather. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight with a low of 62. Variable cloudiness tomorrow with a passing shower. Tomorrow's high 79. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 58. Wednesday, sunny to partly cloudy skies. A pleasant day on tap will reach a high Wednesday of 82. A starlit sky Wednesday night, low 60. Partly sunny Thursday with a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Hey, before we get to our guests, I want to remind you real quickly here, uh, a week from Thursday, September 1st, I'm going to be out at Pitt Cycles in Warrendale next to Jurgles. Uh, it's their grand opening uh, of their newly re- redesigned BMW showroom. I'll be there from 4 to 6, and we will do the show live from 5 to 6 from out there. You can find out more about it by visiting pitcycles.com. Meanwhile, uh, the stupidity coming from Democrats has no bounds. There's uh, something in the news every day. A few minutes ago, we told you about them making kids wear masks while playing basketball. They're still doing that. That's a minor issue, of course, compared to the story coming out of Minnesota last week, uh, where a school district out there announced a policy that says when teachers need to be laid off, if and when, It'll be white teachers who are gone first, and teachers of color will hold on to their jobs. Seniority will have nothing to do with it. Emery uh, McClendon is on the advisory board at Project 21 Black Leadership Network, and he joins us now. Emery, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for Really, really a crazy topic we're discussing today. Yeah. Uh, I think we're having, we have a little issue with your connection there. Let me uh, liberals, liberals, uh, uh, black and white, think this is wonderful, though. Why is it not? It's not wonderful because, first of all, it violates uh, the Constitution, the 14th Amendment, and also it's discriminatory. And it takes, it seems to want to take the path of canceling out one uh, very important issue that was addressed back in the 1960s with Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement and overturn that, and also something that has been fought for. Uh, through the annals of time uh, in the black communities and and, and with minorities uh, seeking to uh, have themselves looked at by the, uh, their knowledge and, and, and uh, what they've gotten as far as education and not by the color of their skin. And it turns things completely around. And, and, and what I see uh, behind this, too, is a big problem that is going to cause a lot of resentment in communities because it, it completely forbids seniority to rule and who is getting hired, not hired, but who is going to be laid off in, in this teacher's district or school district. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of um, ends justifying the means going on with the Democrats these days, isn't there? Yes, there is. And the thing of it is that some of their, their um, arguments are so idiotic and stupid. And, and it doesn't make sense because why, first of all, with the school district, um, which I think it was somewhere it said like they had about a 16% or 17 I, I forgot what the actual ratio was, uh, people of color or 27% with students uh, throughout the Minneapolis area. And then so why in the world and uh, would they want to take and, and, and um, make sure that their school districts are, are um, saving the black teachers over the white teachers? You know, they claim that it's a disparity and something that they've looked at and they want to correct over time. And they want to give equity rather than equality. And that doesn't make sense either because uh, these teachers were hired. And my statement is that first in, first out uh, is not not correct. It should be first in, last out. You know, go in order of seniority. Right, right. And they're also claiming that uh, if they uh, follow this policy, that the students are going to learn better and that the students uh, seek out uh, teachers of color and they're more more uh, apt to learn. Well, I don't think that's that's true either. We've got many teachers that are witness to that. And even in the case of me, while I went to school, even all the way up to the college level, it didn't make me any difference what color the teacher was. What made a difference to me was how well I could sit under that teacher and learn. Yeah, yeah what a concept, huh? Um, <laughs> what what does this do? You mentioned it, you know, the Fourteenth Amendment. And what does this do to the credibility, though, of anybody who tries to? end dim- dis- discrimination in the future by pointing to the Constitution, uh, even if when it's a legitimate complaint. Right, it's right out the window. And then, for, like I said, you have all that was fought for over the years um, going down the drains simply because of a rule or contract negotiation 
Uh, this thing is going to go to court. It's it's probably going to reach the courts if they don't correct it themselves in the school district, and they're going to lose. And they're going to lose big time because uh, so many other cases have been overruled that tried to do the same thing. And, and this, there's no way on earth the Supreme Court is going to uphold this because this is a disaster waiting to happen. Who's behind this, do you think? I mean, it's the Democrats, but who is this? Are these... Are these white people trying to virtue signal, or are there, is it, are there black uh, members of the Democrat Party out there who think this is an opportunity, whether they're um, uh, on the wrong track or not? It sounds like a little bit of both. It sounds like the teachers, because there were some statements in several of the news stories that I read uh, coming from black teachers and are coming also from white teachers. So it seems like there's a mixture of both. However, I think they're both a little bit confused here because you can't take um, something that we know is not true. You can't take something that we know does not work, affirmative action. It, it places people in positions regardless of what their qualifications are, and those qualifications don't give our kids a, a good education. It gives our kids just another person in the room to babysit them. Our parents and our schools should want the best that they can get for their kids. You know, we're living in a time right now when kids are missing a lot of school because of pandemics, because of other things that are going on. They're having to wear masks. They're having to have timeout periods and so forth because many of them are uh, getting sick from some of the the, uh, vaccinations and things that they're taking. They need to have good, sound, solid teachers. And when these uh, schools are faced with budget cuts or, or whatever because of lack of funds, they should make sure that things are done decently and in order and follow the rule of seniority, not to follow the rule of just holding on to a person simply because they are who they are, you know, a person of color. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Emory McClendon. He's on the advisory board at Project 21 Black Leadership Network. Um, so the, the kids are the most likely to, to be hurt by this, right? Because they're, they're li- it, it doesn't mean that the black teachers that remain when the white kid teachers are kicked out are not good teachers, but they're, they are, they're entitled to the best teacher possible, regardless of what color they are. That's exactly right, and that's what Martin Luther King pushed for, you know, to not be judged by the color of the skin, but by the content of your character and by the education and, and, and hiring the most qualified person. That's what we strive for, and that's what we strive for in our educational systems, we're falling so far behind now in the world in education. And our children are being taught how to dress as a drag queen rather than being taught the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Mm-hmm. We need to get back to those basics, and we need to have teachers that understand those principles that can teach our kids um, how to do equations, how to uh, properly grammatize a sentence. We need to have teachers teach our kids correct history. We need to have our kids uh, be able to learn sciences and, and other deeper subjects. You know, you don't go to school to sit in and say, I had a black teacher, or I had a minority teacher, or I had a white teacher. You go to school and you learn from teachers that are able to produce good students who can go out, market themselves in the job market, or, or, or become scientists, astronauts, airline pilots, or police officers, or whatever they become to be the best at what they can do in their jobs. That's what we need teachers to do, to train these kids to be upright citizens, to learn history, to learn our sciences, to learn our math, not to be sitting in a class talking about um, what race they are and um, how they can make it better by being there and how they can make you feel good just because you have a teacher that um, um, fits the demographics of a certain segment of, of, of the community. Uh, interesting you mentioned pilots. I think it's in the U.K. where I saw that uh, someone over there made the decision that they are going to start hiring. They're, they're going to ignore um, white applicants. This is for the military now. I think it's in the Air, the, the Air Force um, because they need to hire more uh, black uh, pilots and more female pilots. Um, and so they're going to stop hiring, not hiring, I guess, but appointing um, or promoting uh, white pilots because they need to, there's not enough, there aren't enough black and female pilots. That seems like kind of a dangerous thing to do. 
stories like that. Also, I've also heard stories of airlines saying that they're going to recruit uh, more blacks to work in the aircraft industry regardless. You know, even, you know, what's happening now is people are looking more at substance than they are, not at substance, I mean, people are looking more at who they hire rather than the substance mm-hmm. of what you're going to get from that hired person. We need to demand, and I hope that uh, this thing falls through. I hope the teachers' union and the school district will reconsider what's happening here, but I don't think they are because they're defending it. You know, there's new stories coming out where they're defending their policy. Their policy is discriminatory. Their policy violates uh, actually the rule of law and our Constitution, and um, it also violates the principles of what America stands for. Well, I have you here, and we're talking to uh, Emery McClendon. He's on the advisory board at Project 21 Black Leadership Network. Um, uh, before I go further, uh, Emery, where, how can people find your your uh, your organization there online? You can just go to uh, Project 21 and Google that, or they can uh, uh, Google the National Advisory Council Project 21, and they can find many of our works. Or they can just type in... Uh, one of our names, you know, like my name, Emory McClendon, and you'll find very many of the various articles that I've written, the appearances that I've done, and then that'll link you back in. We're on Facebook, and it's also uh, on Twitter. You can find things from Project 21. Lots of uh, media, lots of TV, and lots of articles that we write, and uh, booklets that are published by the organization. And, and it's a good organization, and we stand to um, stand in the gap for our black people in the mm-hmm. community. And also, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's for black or white. We're there for everyone, but we focus mostly on the things that affect black people and how we can help make their lives better and more prosperous here in America. And uh, we have lots. We've had lots of uh, people from your organization on here. It's always great to have you. So, um, and while I do have you here, I'd, I'd like to get your take on uh, what's happening out there at the University of California. I don't know if you know about this. Uh, it's an off housing, uh, an off campus housing co-op. It's known, the, the place is, a, I think it's a 30-story building. It's a big building. It's known as the Person of Color Theme House, and it has a policy that prohibits white people from entering common areas to avoid, quote, this is a quote, to, quote, avoid white violence, unquote. This is on a college campus. What do you think of that? Yeah, I read a story on it. I didn't pay that much attention to it because I thought it was stupid. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is that why would you want to do such a thing as that? People have a right to um, assemble wherever they wish to. There shouldn't be off limits. Now, here's the thing I said earlier about both of these cases. In the school, in the case of the schools, if the black teachers would have gotten with the union, or the you know white teachers would have gotten with the union, I might say, and and changed the rules and said, hey, we're going to lay off all the blacks regardless of of uh, seniority. Mm-hmm. Al Sharpton, Black Lives Matters, the 1619 Project, probably Antifa and everyone else would be out <laughs> jumping up and down, yeah. burning everything down and within reach. And the same thing uh, with this housing thing. You know, if they had a, an all-white um, campus housing and said the same thing, we would have the same problem. We would have people protesting and rioting. You know, we see a lot of these uh, crash and burns, and we see a lot of these mass mobs that go into stores and riot and tear up. This is exactly what would be happening right now in Minneapolis and also in other places if we would allow such a thing to happen in the reverse. So I think things need to cool down. We need to slow down. I hope that uh, the courts will rule on this and somebody will, will file a lawsuit on this and we can get things cooled down and straightened out before it causes a larger problem because I can see a larger problem coming down the pipe because a lot of the white teachers, it's not affecting them yet. It's not going to affect them until 2023. But if they get laid off out of seniority, their families are going to suffer and then they're going to want to file lawsuits at that time. And it's going to cause further racial divisions here in America between uh, that we've already fixed over the years because of civil rights. Uh- you mentioned uh, guys like Al Sharpton. Everybody knows about him um, and and the just the liberal uh, liberal black uh, organizations and individuals. Um, wouldn't it be nice if if someone like Al Sharpton, who has the the, the media behind him, um, 
if he would come out against something like this and and say what you've just articulated here about how stupid it is, if someone who's been screaming about it all these years would come out once and say, hey, this just maybe on the surface you think this is a good idea, but let's look at this. It's dumb and it's counterproductive. Are they ever going to do that? You mentioned something that has hit a nerve with me, and I discussed it with people earlier today. If they should come out and do that, because this is not what they fought for themselves, but yet they will be silent, they will stand still, they won't say a thing because they don't want to be on the wrong side of the fence or the minorities. It's really sad. And I think that if if just one person, like you said, on that side of the fence, whether it be a colors, whether it be a, a, uh, someone from black lives matters, Jesse Jackson, you know, even though he's not in this complete uh, faculties right now, if one of those people came out, Maxine Waters, I don't care who it is, uh, would come out and say something about this and how, unjust this is because this is the opposite of what they fought for all these years boy i would wonder i mean this is a time when i would love to see uh john lewis be alive and see what his take would be on this yeah but even he would would he be um intimidated by what might happen if he were to be on the wrong side of the fence on something yeah i'm not exactly sure but but, but like i said it would be very inspiring if someone you know, of that caliber and who has been in the civil rights movement, who has been a leader in the community to trying to get equal rights for people and equality, not equity, but equality. It would be nice if they would stand in the gap. You know, they're not going to listen to to us over here at Project 21, but we hope they do. You know, we've made a lot of difference over the time, over time, and we, 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 we've approached a lot of subjects and we want a lot of people over. But if a person on their side of the fence would come up and say, hey, wait a minute, let's slow down here. I think we've gone a little too far now. It would go a long ways to help heal communities and, and also to uh, stop um, contracts or, or um, uh, incidents like this from happening in any more school districts around the country. Finishing up here with Emery McClendon of uh, Project 21 Black Leadership Network. I, I have less than a minute, Emery. I'm just wondering... If you are noticing any kind of a um, a change, I got about fifteen twenty seconds here in the people accepting your position on this as a black person. Yes, we are, especially with the EPA regulations that are coming out that are detrimental in black communities, and also because of the Biden administration and their policies. And um, you're going to see a real big change now. I think for once, this new uh, inflation so-called reduction act takes place mm-hmm. and kicks in. Black people are moving toward the center and they're moving toward the right a whole lot more now because they see the devastation that is happening to the black community because of these crazy policies and people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer coming up with bill after bill after bill that hurt poor people and people of color. Hey, Emery, always good to have uh, you on and anybody from the Project 21 uh, Black Leadership Network. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. and I'm very happy to be here anytime. Okay, we'll be right back. Violent crime is surging in Pennsylvania, and Senate candidate John Fetterman's answer? Let criminals out of prison. As chairman of the Board of Pardons, Fetterman said, quote, I'm trying to get as many folks out as we can. Fetterman admitted his goal is to get as many people out of prison as possible. Worse, Fetterman also said he would end life sentences for felony murder. And when illegal immigrants commit crimes here, Fetterman said this. Sanctuary cities is another policy that I very much That sanctuary city policy would let illegals who commit crimes back on our streets instead of deporting them. Sanctuary cities is another policy that I very much support. Letting criminal illegals back on our streets. Letting felons out of prison. Far left Fetterman. Just too far left to keep us safe. John Fetterman. Too far left for Pennsylvania. Senate Leadership Fund paid for and is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.senateleadershipfund.org Today, the majority of children have already been exposed to pornography by age 11. Even though most of this is accidental, this exposure can have disastrous consequences for their mental health and future well-being. If you want to protect your child and set them up to have healthy relationships, you need Canopy. Canopy is the most effective technology on the planet for blocking pornography. Canopy's app uses artificial intelligence to identify and filter explicit content on every website. 
It can do this in milliseconds and is 99.9% accurate. While other apps block entire pages, Canopy is the only tool that filters within websites, plucking out explicit images and videos before they appear. Its image scanning technology also prevents users from taking and sending sexts. The internet is awash in pornography, but your kids don't have to see it. Head on over to canopy.us forward slash protect to start your 30-day free trial. Enter the promo code PROTECT and get 15% off the regular price for life. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Speaking of uh, Democrat stupidity, which we have seem to be talking about, about a lot here today, here's this story. Uh, this comes from PJ Media. Um, a New Jersey elementary school is ditching the founding father from its name. That would be Thomas Jefferson. He's no longer going to be... Uh, It's no longer going to be Thomas Jefferson Elementary School in South Orange, New Jersey. It's going to be renamed for Delia Bolden, who's the first black female high school graduate in the area. Uh, The student body chose the name, according to the story, and the school district is claiming that students were the ones who led the initiative to rename the school. Uh, But as this writer for PJ Media points out, uh, I'll tell you who it is here. I should only be fair. Chris Queen says it's kind of hard to imagine the kids on the playground saying, you know, that Thomas Jefferson sure was problematic. I don't think that's a conversation that's going on out there. But somebody from the school board said, I want to make the point that Thomas Jefferson owned over 600 slaves. Blah, 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 blah. Talked about that here a lot. And that's the stupidity of saying that Thomas Jefferson should be judged uh, by 21st century standards and that these people don't understand, the people who want to uh, cancel the names of of, uh, the Founding Fathers, that they don't understand that slavery existed when Thomas Jefferson was born, and he was born into slave ownership, and he created a country that ended slavery. That's what he did. He had slaves. He uh, owned a lot of slaves. He did a lot of things that maybe didn't pass uh, the uh, the standards or live up to the standards of the 21st century. But he is responsible uh, in great part. Maybe in, uh, maybe he's num- most responsible for the creation of a country based on the idea that all men are created equal. That was not a concept back then. It wasn't. He threw it in there in the Declaration of Independence, and that's why the country. Uh, is what it is right now, and so they're canceling him him now and taking his name off of schools and tearing down statues. It's dumb, stupid Democrats. is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Fan.